in the evening darkness. The other led to the owner's house on the right. The officers turned to the right and began to speak more softly. On both sides of the road stretched stone granaries with red roofs, heavy and sullen-looking, very much like barracks of a district town. Ahead of them gleamed the windows of the manor house. "'Good omen, gentlemen,' said one of the officers. "'Hasetta is the foremost of all. No doubt he scents games ahead of us.' Lieutenant Lubitko, who was walking in front, a tall and stalwart fellow, though entirely without a moustache, he was over five-and-twenty, and yet for some reason there was no sign of hair on his round and well-fed face. Renowned in the brigade for his peculiar faculty for divining the presence of women at a distance, turned round and said, "'Yes, there must be women here. I feel that by instinct.' On the threshold the officers were met by von Rabick himself, a comely-looking man of sixty in civilian dress. Shaking hands with his guests, he said that he was very glad to see them, but begged them earnestly, for God's sakes, to excuse him for not asking them to stay the night. Two sisters with their children, some brothers and some neighbors, had come to visit him, so he had not one spare room left. The general shook hands with everyone, made his apologies, and smiled but it was evident by his face that he was by no means so delighted as their last year's count, and that he had invited the officers simply because, in his opinion, it was a social obligation to do so. And the officers themselves, as they walked up the softly carpeted stairs, as they listened to him, felt that they had been invited into the house simply because it would have been awkward not to have invited them and at the sight of the footman who hastened to light the lamps in the entrance below and the ante-room above they began to feel as though they had brought an uneasiness and discomfort into the house with them in a house in which two sisters and their children brothers and neighbors were gathered together probably on account of some family festival or event how could the presence of nineteen unknown officers possibly be welcomed at the entrance to the drawing-room the officers were met by a tall, graceful old lady with black eyebrows and a long face, very much like Empress Eugenie. Smiling graciously and majestically, she said that she was glad and happy to see her guest, and apologized that her husband and she were, on this occasion, unable to invite Messieurs les Officiers to stay the night. From her beautifully majestic smile, which instantly vanished from her face every time she turned away from her guest, it was evident that she had seen a number of officers in her day, and that she was in no humor for them now. And if she had invited them to her house and apologized for not doing more, it was only because her breeding and position in society required it of her. When the officers went into the big dining-room there were about a dozen people, men and ladies, young and old, sitting at tea at the end of a long table. A group of men was dimly visible behind their chairs, wrapped in a haze of cigar-smoke, and in the midst of them stood a lanky young man with red whiskers, talking loudly with a lisp in English. Through the door beyond the group a light room with pale blue furniture could be seen. "'Gentlemen, there are so many of you that it is impossible to introduce you all,' said the general in a loud voice, trying to sound very cheerful. 
Make each other's acquaintance, gentlemen, without any ceremony. The officers, some with very serious and even stern faces, others with four smiles and feeling extremely awkward, somehow made their bows and sat down to tea. The most ill at ease of them all was Ryabovitch, a little officer in spectacles with sloping shoulders and whiskers like a lynx. While some of his comrades assumed a serious expression, while others wore forced smiles, his face, his lynx-like whiskers, and his spectacles seemed to say, I am the shyest, most modest, most undistinguished officer in the whole brigade. At first, on going into the room and sitting down at the table, he could not fix his attention on any one face or object. The faces, the dresses, the cut-glass decanters of brandy, the steam from the glasses, the moulded cornices, all blended into one...